Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the first in our series on Millennial Financial Resources. The topic for this podcast is Millennials are buying homes near the beach, buy yours now. The purpose of this series is to help educate Millennials who will be the largest group by demographic, far surpassing the baby boomers at some point. They've already reached the age at which they are implementing all kinds of policies at the political level. They're beginning to be managers at companies and they're starting to make a financial impact on the economy. Unfortunately, along with other generations, financial literacy was not taught in schools and parents didn't understand it either. The purpose of this entire series is to help inform millennials that they have choices the doors are not shut to them they are a little different from the baby boomers but the opportunities are still there so we're going to talk in this episode about their ability to buy a house Uh, before i begin with some of the details on this article i do want to say that more than one million people have visited the quora q-u-o-r-a dot com site and looked at and in some cases responded to answers I've given to questions, many of them related to real estate, finance, and similar topics. One thing that continues to come up is, actually there are more statements than questions, are that millennials can't buy houses, millennials aren't able to pay the cost, millennials aren't, millennials can't do this, millennials can't do that. And I've read many of these and I've answered many of them and the facts do not prove out the assertions that some of these questions are making. Nevertheless, there's a general impression, it seems, in the millennial community, if there is such a community, that it's difficult financially for millennials for all kinds of reasons. And I can tell you that I have been where you are now and it was difficult at that time and I think the previous generation as well. The challenges are different but they can still be overcome and we're going to go through some ways that they can be overcome and in fact have been overcome by others. This podcast is a companion to the blog article of the same name that appears on gulfcoastalrealtors.com that is g-u-l-f-c-o-a-s-t-a-l-r-e-a-l-t-o-r-s.com which is Logan Anderson Gulf Coastal Realtors we have two websites one website which is gulfcoastalrealtors.com is loaded with all kinds of blog articles and calculators and other features that do not appear on our primary website where you go to search for homes and that would be LoganAndersonLLC.com. Now that we have that out of the way you can go and visit 
this article and all of the other articles in the series as well they're all interconnected if you go to the bottom of the article and I mention that again when we're finished here and you can click to go to the next article there is essentially a series so that rather than talk for two or three hours at a time we've broken it all up and we have a lot of references in there for you to be able to click on as well let's start with those nasty interest rates now they had just come down just as I'm recording this after they had been going up for a while however they're about a point or two points above where they were last year depending on your credit score they may actually go back up again it's unlikely they'll go back to where they were before due to other overriding issues in the economy as well according to the government they need to slow down spending and that also means housing although they really don't mean housing they like it to be separate unfortunately all of this impacts the housing market because of the cost of materials to build the houses that cost has been going up for about two years now regardless don't panic interest rates have been far higher than they are now and people were successfully buying houses when interest rates were as high as 17 percent fortunately for you for Millennials there are programs that are in place to help you buy your first home and try to work around some of these higher interest rates one of the key points that I'm going to make here and they'll be made in all of our other articles is that you have to start looking around if you want to buy a house not necessarily down the street it may be comfortable to do that because you have friends and you have relatives around and you'd like to be close to them and you understand your neighborhood or the town next door the fact is that a lot of areas now have become unaffordable for Millennials that means that it's not just the interest rate it's the price of the houses it's the salaries that are being paid in the area it's the taxes it's all of the other costs that are being pushed up particularly in some high-cost areas for example in San Francisco people that make several hundred thousand dollars a year cannot afford to buy a house I know they call me and I talk to them about buying investment property because it's the best thing they can do when they're stuck in an area where they're making a lot of money but still can't buy a house there are many other high-cost areas as well and this I think is where the main complaints are coming in from people that they can't afford to buy a house and you know I'll have to probably stand right next to them and agree with them if they want to stay where they are in the cities or in the big expensive metro areas they probably will not be able to buy a house for a long time until something happens such as interest rates drop way back down again or the housing market were to crash and by the way I don't believe it's gonna crash anytime soon it's not like the previous market of about a decade or longer ago so don't plan on that don't wait for those things to happen because I don't really think they're going to happen nobody knows I don't have a crystal ball either but indicators are that we're not going to see a huge reduction in interest rates or a huge reduction in the cost of homes this article talks about buying near the beach the point we're going to make here is that you actually can buy near the beach now not everybody in the country lives near the beach or your job may not be near the beach 
but I think you understand that some people think that when they live near the beach it's super expensive which would mean that not only Millennials but others that earn higher amounts of money may not be able to afford to live there either and that's simply not true it's a matter of where the beach is if this beach is in Southern California it's absolutely true that you can't afford it they're unaffordable if it's in many other areas on the East Coast un unaffordable if it's in some er other areas for example up in the Northwest it's too cold too rocky and all kinds of other two things and also too expensive but down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and I'm not making a plea for everybody to move down here because we don't want everybody here uh, it's a great place for first-time buyers to be able to buy a home Millennials can actually afford to buy a home here on not much more than minimum wage if two people are working and I see that almost every day that's the norm along the Mississippi Gulf Coast which by the way is a beautiful place and it is a good terrific place to move to my point is that it may not be the only place in the country for you to take a look at it's something that may be difficult you're in a box and you have to look outside that box a little bit and feel comfortable just packing up and moving and we'll get into that a little bit here now on this blog article there is uh, there are a couple of calculators for you to use that we've provided we've actually created these calculators and there are two key calculators that you need in order to determine if you can qualify for a house and that would be really anywhere in the United States one of them is the millennial mortgage calculator that we created here you start by putting in the principal amount that will be due that's the amount that's left over after your down payment has been deducted that's the amount that you're going to be owing the mortgage company so you put in that amount you also put in the interest rate you expect to pay and the payments uh, you'll be putting in your basic uh, insurance premium for the house itself you'll be putting in mortgage insurance premium if it applies property taxes homeowner association all of those things that apply directly to the house and then you'll determine what your monthly payment is going to be for that house that's the first step then you use the monthly or millennial debt to income calculator that we've also created and that is for millennials to use to determine if they have enough income to cover the debt to make the requirements of the lender so lenders will have different requirements depending on the loan programs that they have for example if you have a total of all your expenses that's greater than 45 percent you may not be able to qualify for some loans there may be loans where 50 percent is the maximum there may be loans where 40 percent is the maximum also the total amount for the housing expenses just the housing expenses by themselves as a proportion of your income and there are requirements there now to make this very simple for you we've created the calculator so that you can enter your mortgage payment which you just created in the first calculator you can enter the mortgage payment here and then you can also you can enter the rent payment if you want to check to see what the difference is between paying rent and paying mortgage also then you put in all of your debt 
you put in your credit card debt, your auto loans, any student payments that you owe, uh, and then you enter all the salary income that you have, and the interest and the dividends, annuity, uh, child support investments, all of the income that is reportable that can be shown to uh, through documentation that you actually earned that income. Uh, and that would be, of course, against debt, which shows up on the credit reporting agency. You put all those factors in here, and you'll see a ratio that will show up, and it will tell you if the ratio is positive or negative. If the ratio is positive, then you'll qualify for a loan on just on the debt to income side, which is one of the factors that you have to have. The other factor, of course, is your credit score. But the key factor before you can even get to the credit score is do you meet the debt to income ratio, the two ratios here? And if you do meet those, you'll have to get the ratios from the loan broker, find out what they're asking for, what percentage. And there are some government programs that give a standard percentage. We'll cover that in one of the articles also. In other words, if you're working on a Fannie Mae or a Freddie Mac loan, government-supported loan, an FHA loan, then there are some standards there, and you can enter those standards in. For example, um, 40% um, debt to income for the total of all your expenses, maybe for one of those programs. There may be another one that allows you to go as high as 50%. If this sounds confusing, then the best thing you can do is go to our blog article and read it and use the calculators. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to listen to what I'm saying here and try to imagine what we're talking about. These tools are an important part of our series. We're going to provide several tools for you. They're going to be embedded in the various articles that we've written. And you can use all of these tools at, of course, no charge to determine where you're going to be financially and help for the planning process as well. The credit scores can be confusing. We talk about the credit scores a little bit in the article. Uh, essentially, there are a variety of credit scores and a variety of methods for how credit scores are applied to one person or two people buying, how people can buy, for example, as a joint tenants uh, or tenants in common, those kinds of legal things. But we essentially get to the credit score that the lender that you're going to be working with is going to use. And every lender, it seems, uses a different scoring system. So it's nearly impossible for you to determine when you go into the lender ahead of time if your score is high enough to qualify for a loan, for one thing, because there are some thresholds, and also the higher your score, the lower your interest rate is going to be. They will ultimately tell you what that score is when they run it through their scoring system. But there's some things that you can do ahead of time to determine what your score may be close enough. You can see how the changes are made. And we also mentioned something in here about Credit Karma because a lot of people go to that. And Credit Karma is actually not a bad thing to do but don't believe the score. Don't get all hung up on if you had a 700 score and say, oh, wow, my score is 700. It probably isn't. It's probably around 630, 640, 650. 
Uh, but what Credit Karma can do, if you go there, is it can tell you if your credit score is changing. If you're doing all the right things that we talk about in the article we're, write, we're going to uh, have available for, for you to talk about uh, the credit scoring system and how to make it work for you so you can improve your score. So Credit Karma is actually good as a barometer there. Rather than being an accurate score, it tells you is your score going up 10 points or 15 points, for example. And you can also get the um, credit data from there. It can show all the people that you owe money to and the amounts that are available, and it will help you go through a process which you'll you listen to in another podcast or read about in one of our blog articles in this series. We talk a little bit about what if two people are buying, and I mentioned that a little bit ago. Two people buying can be helpful or it may not be helpful depending on who's going to go on the loan. If one person has a real high score, then that's great. The other person won't probably drag it down much. If there's a big disparity in the scores, then you might want to consider how you actually take title to the property at the time that you're buying it. Uh, there are ways to take care of this. If the other person cannot be on the actual loan, then the other person could be on the deed. In other words, you can actually own the property without having to be on the mortgage. And we'll get into all those details too. So there's a lot of flexibility. That's the thing to keep in mind here. Uh, now there's some great loan programs out there, as I mentioned, for millennials. One of them is the FHA 3.5% down loan program. There's also an, another loan program that will take care of the down payment for you if you happen to be in the right area. This isn't going to work in these high-cost areas in Southern California because the uh, FDA loans aren't available there, but they are available on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So you can get some assistance to get into a house without having to wait for 10 years to save that thirty or $40,000 to make that 20% down payment. That's the good thing about this. There are also some creative methods that are being developed right now for what we call stepped mortgages to allow you to get in with a lower interest rate now and for that interest rate to go up over a period of time, usually about three years or so. That's something we haven't seen for a long time, but it's coming back as a result of the changes in the economy. And basically what happens is when the lenders feel the hurt because they aren't closing loans, they'll find ways to get you financed. Now all this is based on good credit. You can't get past that now. There are some regulations in place. If you have poor credit, you may still qualify for a loan. So don't run away yet. You might qualify for a loan. The interest rate's going to be high. That, of course, you can refinance down the road if there's a better interest rate and your score is improved. So read the blog and find out a little bit more about some of the details. We also show in our blog article that there's an actual house for $175,000 that would be doable for a lot of millennials. We also found a brand new house, a brand new house, $189,900, three bedrooms, two baths. And we show in here how a millennial can actually afford to buy that type of house with an FHA 3.5% down payment loan.
I'm going to wrap this up now because I hope you go to the blog article and that will give you some links to other articles in this series. But it's time to make a bold decision on your part. You need to take some action. Uh, and that action would be to create a budget. So we're going to suggest that you go to our blog article about the budget, which is located at the bottom of the blog that we're talking about right now. Uh, Millennials are buying homes by the beach. You can check that out. You can also go to our website, gulfcoastalrealtors.com, and you will see the entire series displayed there. If you select the, the uh, budget one, and you go in and use our Millennial Budget Tool. Now, this is a great tool for you to use to create a budget, which is absolutely necessary for you to make that first step. How can you know if you can qualify to buy a house if you don't know if you have the money for the down payment? And, and more than that, whether you can make that mortgage payment and pay all of those associated costs that come with owning a home. The budget has a place for every type of expense that you can imagine, including, I think, for avocado toast, although I'm not sure I left that one in there. But you go in and you fill out all your expenses, and you go in and fill out your income, and it's going to tell you where you're at, where you stand, and how much you can afford to pay for a mortgage payment. Now, just because you think you can afford to pay $2,000, for example, for a mortgage payment, it doesn't mean that you actually can when it comes to applying for the loan because the lender has those ratios. Remember the ratios? So you do that budget, create the budget, and then go to the article here that we're talking about, which is Millennials Are Buying Homes Near the Beach, Buy Yours Now and go to the Millennial Mortgage Calculator and put the information in there on the house that you're thinking about and then go to the Millennial Debt to Income Calculator and between those two and your budget you will determine how much home you'll be allowed to buy with your income. Now just because you may be allowed to buy a home at a high rate or higher rate doesn't mean you should. If your payment can be comfortable at, for example, $1,500 a month, but you find a nice house for $1,000 a month, why go higher? There may not be any need to do that. You can actually save that money for something else down the road. That's the whole point of the budget. So if you go to our budget calculator, that article will talk to you at length about how to work out a budget, something that you can live with, something that will help you down the road for all kinds of planning, including perhaps having children, planning for a college education, for vacation, and even for retirement. Now that may be something that's far off for those of you now, but believe me, it will sneak up on you, so you need to plan for that as well. But these great planning tools will help you. And those, that's just the beginning. When you go to read our other articles, as I mentioned, you can find them at the bottom of the 
primary article here. You can find them at the bottom of any of the articles, and they'll take you back and forth to all of them. But just to give you a summary, we're going to talk about the budget. We're going to get into credit card management. We're going to talk about the, the credit score. We're going to talk about mortgage insurance and household insurance. We're going to combine those. They're both different kinds of insurance, but it's insurance. So we thought we'd just cover it together. Uh, the mortgage loan process, the entire process to get that loan. And we're going to, some of that's already covered in a couple of these. But we're going to bring it all home in that article. And then we have an article on buying your first home, the process itself. It's important you understand the process. So we're going to try to bullet point some things for you and give you the actual step-by-step-by-step -step -step process for buying your first home. And then what comes after buying the dream house? That's important too. A lot of people have never owned a home before, don't know what to expect. They may have lived in a house, their parents' house, but they weren't responsible for a lot of things there. And this time you're going to be owning this house and you don't want any surprises. So there'll be a lot of interesting things in that article. And then these are just the beginning. There'll be other articles later on you can go to and they'll be more specific on certain kinds of things, such as what happens if you have to replace a roof, for example. But there'll be other things like that that'll help you. And we are absolutely committed, I am committed to helping millennials become the best that they can become and money is always a major factor with people particularly in relationships and if you can get a handle on that and you can plan for that you'll become successful at really anything that you do just get the financial side hammered down taken care of and then you can spend the rest of your time with your family and your career well thank you for coming to the golf life now podcast sponsored by Gulf Coastal Realtors, LoganAndersonLLC.com. Please go to our websites. And would you also do us a favor and sign up at the bottom of any of our articles so that you can get a notification when we've written a new article. As we're going to be adding to these, we want to let you know so you can sign up for that. If you give us your email address, we promise not to give it to anybody else. We have several interrelated blog companies. You've already heard two of these, which is Gulf Coastal Realtors and Logan Anderson, which are one of the same company. We also are related to a company called RetireCoast.com, which has supplied some of the calculators and other information, and there's a great website there for additional information. So uh, please come back and listen to a podcast the next time and go to our website. Thank you.